Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Christmastown, I'll be your narrating snowman, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, he's Ellis, the redheaded podcaster, my co-host, John Paul Ellis. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> David, 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 I'm doing well. Merry Christmas, and Merry how are you? Merry Christmas, doing grand. Uh, I, I, heard, I heard an additional holiday... Giggle in the background there. What uh, what's going on on your end of things? Uh, you did. We do. We have an additional uh, holiday giggle that is joining us. <laughs> okay. Longtime friend and uh, guest of the show, Laura Barber, is back to join us. Laura, how are you doing? Sean, thank you for asking. <laughs> I am fantastic. You guys are Dave, adorable. We are always way too a treat. <laughs> you guys are both adorable right now. The Christmas spirits. Uh, that is spirits. Christmas not, greetings not to you spirits. and yours, Dave. Christmas, Christmas greetings back at you. Uh, we, are, mm-hmm. we are imbibing some Christmas spirits uh, this particular episode as well, so it should be a good one. True. It should be warm and jovial. Um, mm. we, are, you know, we have wrapped up our Star Wars um, cartoons the last week, so now we are getting into the holiday spirit. We're going to be moving into some Christmas specials. And kicking off tonight's episode, we're actually going to be going back to a Rankin-Bass classic, <clears throat> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, you guys pretty much know, you think you might know everything there is to know about this one, but uh, we're going to have Sean walk you through the history of this one. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to turn it right over to Sean here. Uh, hold on one second, we Dave. Will, we will hold on one second. <laughs> you just edit this out. Yep, because I can't find the email now for some reason. What has happened? Got it. Yeah, you guys never sent me this email. It literally sent like five minutes ago, so. Mm. You did get it. Well, some of us prepare in advance. Fair enough. I read the Wikipedia article on my own, though, so I think I've got it covered. You should be all set. Thanks, Dave. So the history, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a Christmas television special produced in stop-motion animation by Rankin-Bass Productions and currently distributed by DreamWorks Classic. It first aired Sunday, December 6th, 1964, on the NBC television network in the United States and was sponsored by General Electric under the umbrella title of the General Electric Fantasy Hour. (laughs) The special was based on the Johnny Marks song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was itself based on the 1939 poem, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, written by Marks' brother-in-law, Robert L. May. Since 1972, the special has aired on CBS with the network unveiling a high-definition, digitally remastered version with special reindeer after dark cuts and uh, in 2005 <laughs> i don't think that part was accurate that did, that was not correct was not my good. nose isn't all that glows <laughs> oh, Clarice. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> as with a charlie brown christmas and how the grinch stole christmas rudolph no longer airs just once annually but several times during the christmas and holiday season on cbs Unlike other specials that also air on several cable channels, including ABC Family, Rudolph only airs on CBS. So, way to lock that down, CBS. Yeah, good job. It has been telecast every year since 1964, making it the longest-running Christmas television special in history. 2014 marked its 50th anniversary of the television special and a series of postage stamps, which that's how I celebrate stuff. I usually (laughs) call up USPS and I'm like, can I get a stamp? And they're like... Done. (laughs) So 2014 uh, had a series of Rudolph postage stamps by the United States Postal Service that came out and were issued on November 6th of 2014. So if you're you're getting mail, Mm -hmm. 
look for that Rudolph stamp. Yeah. Because somebody might love you out there we've and want to be uh, We've thrown a bunch of those stamps in the air, so hopefully some of you listeners out there got it. Um, the only people who send Christmas cards anymore are aants and grandparents. Mm. A rapidly and dwindling just population, unfortunately. And people who just had babies. People who just had babies. <laughs> they have a baby to put in a photo now. Yeah. But you no, know who watches accurate. Rudolph the mm-hmm. Red-Nosed Reindeer? Frickin' everybody. To the point that mm. I probably don't really even need to tell you what this is about, because it's just the origin story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I feel like we can just kind of jump right into this one, except we do have one caveat. Uh, Sean, how many times would you say you've seen this special? Estimate. Uh, probably a dozen. Only a dozen? Probably 12, probably 12 to 20 times. 12 mm. to 20. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah. For me, I was just assuming like, probably once a year since birth. Uh, so we'll call it 32. Even oh, if wow. I don't remember some early ones. Hmm. Now here's the interesting point. So Laura, how many times have you seen this, including the time we watched it for tonight's podcast? Once. Hold on, could you say that again for listeners out there? I'm not sure they heard you. Might have been some static on the line. Before I watched it for this podcast, I had never seen this movie. And I am an American-born citizen. <laughs> She's holding up her birth certificate to the camera right now. So yes, if you're watching on long, Twitch, long form, <laughs> you've got her entire life history. Uh, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anyone or met anyone who hasn't seen this. Um, any particular reason why you you kind of missed this one, or just never sought it out? Mm, well, I think it's a couple things. One, I do have to say. I'm not unaware of it. I was not unaware of its existence or of some of the characters kind of like the Hermie, the elf. I'd seen images of that and the abominable snowman or Bumble. Mm -hmm. Um, Peep at that Bumble. Love that Bumble. You know, Mm. I don't know. I think uh, it took, I I was uh, probably about 12 years old when I realized that other families had movies they watched every holiday season. And my family just did not. You guys did did not watch like any any movies? Well, we watched movies, but there wasn't like a tradition that we had of watching these movies together. We also lived out in the country, like up in the mountains for a lot of my childhood. And sometimes we just, because we were in the mountain time zone, like the, the, when, when shows were shown, were broadcast, right. it was actually not very convenient. I got it. So somehow I escaped this juggernaut. Um, yeah, no, I was... But I watched this today with uh, my husband and a good friend, all of whom are about the same age as, as me, and they have seen it probably as many times as the two of you. Right, so right. I'm the odd person out here. No, this is great, though. I, this was a total surprise to me, but I think it's a really cool... Fresh eyes. Yeah, it's a really yeah, cool perspective. I'm, I'm actually I'm mm-hmm. very pleased that this is the first time mm-hmm. that you watched it. I know it kind of felt like we were putting you on the spot, and we definitely are. And in addition, it's great, because mm-hmm. I'm curious to kind of hear as an adult watching it for the first time mm-hmm. because I, I have I don't know about you Dave but I have very distinct memories of watching this growing up as a kid I had Christmas ornaments oh, yeah. of Rudolph the really? uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Did you ever have a, a bumble story. did you have a bumble ornament I did not have a bumble Yeah we have ornament, a, we have a there, bumble ornament that I'm very proud of yeah. There was a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, Hallmark Christmas ornament mm-hmm. and it was a very it was a it was Rudolph the reindeer and it was very fragile and my my mom and my dad brought me to a Hallmark store and I I kid you not every time we got one of them they would give it to me or they would like I would get the box and we'd get to the car and we'd open it up and it was broken on the inside 
Mm -hmm. uh, just because of how fragile of an ornament it was. And so we had to go back into the store and we're like, we just purchased this and it's broken. So like, all right, cool. This happened four times. <laughs> I was definitely responsible for breaking it one time. <laughs> is this the, well, hold on. Sure. Is this the big confession now? Is this the first time this is on public record? Yeah, this okay. is probably right. this is the first time. This is time. why Santa skipped your house yeah. that year. I'm fine with that. So Macy's I, is going to send you a bill for like 265 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But in today's dollars, yeah, it's so you owe like a thousand. Seventeen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave went for the big number. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Dave went high, Laura went low. I'm going to go with the average right. in between. So I'm yeah. fine with that. But yeah, it was, it was crazy. I remember watching this a lot, and as well as some of the other Rankin Bass specials mm -hmm. uh, that they had that were on during that time, there was something very nostalgic about watching that stop motion animation for me mm -hmm. that brought up my childhood that I loved so much. And I remember seeing that in. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Right. There was another one called A Year Without Santa, Jack Frost. Mm -hmm. I, 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 in the same way that you knew that this existed, mm -hmm. I was the same way sort of about Little Drummer Boy. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm 99% positive that I've watched a majority of Little Drummer Boy, but if you asked me, could you give me a specific scene, my content would be as much as, yeah, it was a guy with a with the little drum kit. I don't know what the Drums. big deal is. Yeah, exactly. I like that he had a drum kit. Like he was just yeah. like sitting on stage. Just, just, just like, like a full set of like, like a bass and snare. Bill Collins yeah, style. Yeah. Just playing. Just doing fills in the middle of the Christmas carol. This is for you, Jesus. <laughs> well, we get a countdown, Jesus. Just, just like spinning the <laughs> I want to watch that one. I'd watch the yeah, we're going to produce that. Amazing. We're, we're yeah. producing mm -hmm. uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer After Dark, and we're going to produce mm. the little, I don't know, what's your name in that one, Sean? What's your Little Drummer Boy remake? Uh, little Drummer Boy, colon, Good. Tokyo Drift. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, I've broken Laura. I think we lost Laura. I broke Laura. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh man i love that you thought about it so hard for like you really three did. seconds and then you're like tokyo trip i thought he was just gonna go with like the little drum kit boy or do something real lame but that's why sean's yeah. the improv guy and i'm just uh i just Oof. chatter on so oh, okay so now that we've got the ground set of uh you know who's watched this how many times and, and the different perspectives we have coming into it now's the time of the show where we normally talk about the theme song However, mm. since this is a, an animated special that's been on the air for over 50 years, and it's actually interesting that the song came first and then the show came afterwards. So basically, if you know the carol, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you pretty much know the theme for this particular episode. Uh, it is a musical special, so there are a lot of little like mini songs and snippets and stuff that, that happen throughout it, but the whole thing is predicated upon what happens in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And honestly, the fact that they spun an entire like hour-long stop-motion animated cartoon from it just goes to the marketing power uh, that was behind this thing. Because they, they turned this song, this poem, into a holiday juggernaut. I mean, they're still making mm -hmm. a shit ton of money off it. There's actually a couple of podcasts out there, I think, through either Stuff You Missed in History Class or Stuff You Should Know about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and how it all kind of got started. And the fact that it was a guy who just worked for the marketing, the card company at the time, he came up mm -hmm. with it. And then it was basically the company's property from there on out. So he, <laughs> I don't think he saw more than like his commission for the original 
uh, thing. But they turned it into this, oh, this no. juggernaut that's still rolling today. So. Mm, that's kind of a sad story. It is, it is. But there it is, the story of Christmas. You know, it's interesting uh, that it was originally sponsored by GE. Because, you know, I've always sort of pictured Rudolph's nose as just sort of glowing with a spirit from within. Mm. But in this movie, <laughs> it's actually a red light bulb. Yeah, it's like a replaceable bulb nose. that you can buy like at the, the local hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. Or just cap it up. Cap it up with a little black dull rubber cap. <laughs> you can buy them in a kit. Yeah. So, Sean, as far as this particular song, um, how well do you think it works as a theme song? The fact that it's very, like, it's just straight exposition of, like, hey, there's this reindeer, and then these things happen to him, and now we're going to tell you that whole story in an hour-long cartoon. What are your thoughts I think on it that? Works very, I mean, I think it works very well. It's, I, I want to say, I don't know. I, I feel like this might be something where I'm going to exclude some people in this, mm-hmm. but I, I think that this is such a, a classic Christmas song. Yeah. That mm-hmm. everybody has heard this at some point. I, I, it doesn't matter uh, religion, location. I feel like this is one of those universal things that everybody is aware of. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's interesting because you, you hear the song and everybody relates to it. You, you know that it's something from your childhood. You know that it's something that you, you enjoyed and that you may have been brought up on. Right. And that sort of initiates maybe that Christmas spirit in you working into the season. Yeah. Which admittedly, as adults, gets more and more challenging every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this song so, is definitely more, more the, the sort of on the childish ends of things. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's well, a Christmas carol, but it's definitely more of like mm-hmm. a kid's kind of song. Right. I totally agree with you, Dave. Yeah. Um, because this is the song that when you play it, kids go wild. Among all the Christmas songs, you know, they don't get, go crazy for Silent Night. Yeah. Good or, King Wenceslas. Um, yeah. yeah. Good King Wenceslas Lufta. Um, but with uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, there are all these things that you shout, you know. Yeah, the little uh, round, right. like the, the back and yeah. forth. Rudolph, yeah. with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? You literally the picked the one part of the song him, that no one shouts him. back. Yeah. As they <laughs> shouted out with glee. Yippee! Yippee! Rudolph I was building into it, Dave. reindeer. You'll, You'll go, go down in history. Like George Washington. I've heard like a light bulb. Not there. Which makes more sense with the GE stuff. No, it's oh. like a light bulb earlier. Oh. Is it? Yeah. You would even say it glows like a light like bulb. Like a light bulb. There we go. This is why I start at the beginning of the song, ladies and gentlemen. But Sean likes to build up to it. I also like well, to not get sued by the by CBS and Rankin Pass, so <laughs> we may or may not cut that out. One thing, I, one thing I did enjoy in this film, and I think that would be fun uh, if I had watched this as a child, <laughs> so fill me in yeah. on your experience. <laughs> um, you know, every so often uh, there's a, a line of dialogue that's dropped that is just straight up a lyric from the song mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you won't be allowed to play any in the rain in any reindeer games. In the reindeer yeah. games with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, they do though. They they basically Ben Affleck like, just swaggers on <laughs> to the swaggers on. stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be All in right. the remake, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Can I can I say something kind of while we're on the the idea of the song and the theme song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I watched this uh, the other night with. A friend of the show, Melanie Harker, and she has a very special version of 
this uh, this movie, mm-hmm. one that comes with a rather soulful rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as sung by Destiny's Child. Interesting. And it comes with a music video portion where there is stop-motion animation of Destiny's Child. So it's the same film. It They've is, just cut in. That's the power of Beyonce. It's, about, it's the power of Beyonce. It's a, it's a three-and-a-half-minute rendition of mm-hmm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer where... Uh, all three members of Destiny's Child mm-hmm. are in stop motion animation form and they are singing about Rudolph in this mm-hmm. very soulful, deep, passionate way. Mm-hmm. And r- they are cutting in moments where we have the elves at elf practice, where mm-hmm. they're on the xylophone and they're using certain musical instruments. This sounds amazing. Are cut in. <laughs> and then randomly, Beyonce is walking out a door with a snowboard. <laughs> Just the rest of the song is her and the rest of Destiny's Child snowboarding down a mountain singing. And it's like, it, it is the point where it's, uh, she'll do something. She's like, like, you know, she'll sing like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then the tag at it at the end will be like, I love you, boy. And you're just like, what? So what you're saying is Beyonce mm. really captured the essence and the spirit of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. Is what you're saying. Mm. It's also something that helps me realize that as somebody who's a performer and will continually put stuff out myself all the time to see whether or not it tests well with people, mm-hmm. you're not going to knock it out of the park 100% of the time. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm confident. It can't all be gold. It can't all be gold. <laughs> Bumble, can you handle this? Oh, no. Cornelius, I hear can that you whole handle album, this? Please. Santa, can you handle this? <laughs> that was the close I don't think you can handle this. I don't, I don't think, think you're ready, ready for this bumble. I don't think you're ready for this bumble. <laughs> My body's too bumblicious for you, babe. Fantastic. Yes. Laura <laughs> brought it home. That's actually right. the outro version of the, uh, the end credits of that particular rendition. So well done. Well done. No, I think it's All funny, right. though, that they, they stretch this, this song, which is, like we said, it's a kid's song. And it's so simplistic mm-hmm. that kids can know it, remember it, ad lib, add stuff to it. And then at some point, they had to stretch this thing out into a 60-minute cartoon. <laughs> so they just had to add things like, well, we should probably have elves and Santa. and should probably get a flying lion. should probably have a flying and, uh, creep lumber, lion. And uh, a prospector. A prospector <laughs> with random dogs on a sled. Hold, hold on. At what point is, is a marketing guy sitting in a boardroom, and he's like, what's hot with kids right now? Prospectors. You, mustaches. You prospectors, beards. Ginger beard. <laughs> dog sleds it was totally a a kind of a madison avenue moment where they they just had three martinis at lunch oh yeah they're swirling their afternoon uh they got business drunk Mm -hmm. oh business drunk for sure rankin bass holiday business drunk that's a Mm -hmm. hell of a combination flannel Mm. flannel put it in (laughs) put it in put it in there guys i'm sorry i'm late I just had to go to the dentist. I had an emergency oh, root canal. Oh, put that in too. Yeah. Put that in. Put that put in. in. Cosgrove, I love dentist. it. <laughs> yeah, right. Cosgrove. <laughs> and the secretaries are taking shorthand, just like, well, this will never fly. <laughs> <laughs> She's the true hero behind Christmas because she took all of those garbage Verbatim. drunk notes <laughs> and assembled them into a 60-minute mm-hmm. special. And again, she was probably somebody who saw no additional cash flow beyond just her regular compensation right. for being right. Oh, and they were God. like, "We're gonna name Donner's wife after you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna name her after you." Yep. 
And then she watches it, and they didn't give Donner, the reindeer's wife, a name. Uh, no ladies get names except for one. We get one, we get one lady name this one entire lady time. Name. Hey, just so remember that the important thing is to get the women back to Christmas Town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just remember yeah. that. No matter what happens, keep in mind the women folk will be saved. It'll be all right. Oh, this movie was so sexist. Oh, man. Just terrible so in so many ways. Okay, so this, this is a great point to, I think, talk about <laughs> how just like general impressions. Because you look at this and you think like, okay, kids cartoon, holiday cartoon, family, you know, special. Should be really good for the whole family, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact that it's 50 years old and probably a little outdated. Um, Laura, what were your general impressions after watching this whole thing? Um, so I will say... That the music and sort of the general look of the movie kind of gave me some warm fuzzies because it reminds me of some you know other movies of that era like uh, The Parent Trap, yeah. you know that kind of like multi you know men's and women's choral sort of um, you know songs where it's about two people falling in love. Um, but the movie itself <laughs> is so sexist. You have all of these male figures. You've got Rudolph's dad. You have Santa. You have uh, Moonracer, the Lion King of the, on the Island of Misfit Toys. Right. You have Cornelius. Am I missing a patriarch? Um, I mean, kind um, of. The, presumably the, Bumble was a male. Well, Bumble, the leader well, of the elves, too. He was kind of a dick to yeah, his little Yeah, and just all these, all these men in power who are complete dicks and completely obsessed with maintaining the status quo. Um, and don't want to deviate... Anytime something mm-hmm. deviates from, from their preconceived notion right. of mm-hmm. what they find acceptable, you're a misfit. Yeah, you absolutely. Are immediately a misfit. Yeah, well, I think it's very telling. Yeah. I think it's very telling that there's never a moment where, some, where there's an explanation of why it's so bad that Rudolph is born with a light up nose right. and why it's so bad that Hermie wants to be a dentist as opposed to making toys. Yeah, um, and and, of... and I guess you could see that as like a shortcoming of the narrative, and I'm not totally shying away from that judgment, yeah. right? But I think it's also it just goes to show that um, this struck this sort of n- the narrative force of having these disapproving kind of male figures in power, just saying this is not what we expected, this is not the status quo, right. and it's unacceptable, is enough to hang the whole storyline on. You don't even have to say. Well, you know, a light up nose is, I don't even know. The utility of it is so obvious. From um, the get go. From the get go. <laughs> the utility of having a de- an elf who's a dentist. Because they, well, they, they, they don't have a dentist. They don't have a dentist. No, and presumably their health care is non existent. Yeah, yes, non-existent. presumably. It's slave labor. So you've got Santa, basically. who's this sort of like <laughs> King Leopold, yeah. you know, like, oh, like, just with his elf slaves and his reindeer, you know, all of whom are sort of tasked with policing each other, all toward with the goal of pleasing Santa. Um, and the women or the female figures in this movie, uh, you've got the female elves who dance and sing and are not seen to actually make anything. And all wear, wear pink and high heels. They all wear pink hair. and they all have blonde hair, yep. which is important because Hermie, is the only boy elf who has blonde hair, yeah. and he's got kind of a pouty, uh, kind of a pouty lip. Um, you've got Rudolph's mom, who is unnamed, mm-hmm. right? You have, but blamed for pretty much everything. <laughs> you have the suicidal doll yep. on the mm-hmm. island of misfit toys. Mm-hmm. 
and you have so, Clarice, the sh- shockingly mature um, female doe. My girlfriend said that uh, Rudolph sounds like he's like a six-year-old, and Clarice sounds like she was about 40, 45. Oh, yeah. 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 Can, you do the, can you do the Rudolph voice, John? Yeah, John. What do you mean? Hi, Rudolph. I'm Clarice. I've been watching you in the reindeer games. Well, well gosh. Thanks. I think you're really swell. Mm. <laughs> nose lights up. <laughs> Embar- embarrassment. Rudolph's yeah. nose just grew like three times as the size. It's a little, yeah. a little odd, unexpected. <laughs> Puberty. But it's, it becomes creepy. And then when she sings, I mean, it was really, t- I mean, you know why Holly Jolly Christmas became the breakout song of this movie because all the other songs are garbage. She doesn't like silver and gold. Silver and gold, silver and gold. All right, so, so, I mean, if you want to yeah. get, if, Dave, it, it, what were your thoughts? Because silver, I know you brought up silver and gold. Silver and gold to me seemed like during a holiday mm-hmm. where the essential theme and component should be spending time with family it feels like they injected the most materialistic song that they could <laughs> that they could ram in there mm-hmm. uh it, what, did you have any thoughts on this it, it seemed crazy to me now as an adult watching it i just think it was for burl ives to get a chance to sing rather than just being a narrating snowman wandering around mm-hmm. telling the story okay. of what's going on in christmas town yeah. uh, i think that's it i mean honestly a lot of these these songs were, were thankfully short. They were never to the point where it was just like, good mm-hmm. God, just get to commercial or whatever. Um, well, they were all short enough for me. I think, I think they were fine. Just for kids. Um, did Clarissa's song make any sense no, to either No, zero sense. No, zero sense. She comes it out of nowhere. Just come out of an, it comes yep. out of another movie. Yep. It's got kind of a Bambi rip Came out of like a show feel. tune or something, but she just yeah. is like right. unbidden to break into song at this point. Like Rudolph, he literally, hold on, mm-hmm. I, I have a note here and we'll get to it in a she second. She meets but. him. She meets him. Yeah. They don't talk about his hopes and dreams nope. at all. He gets, he succeeds in flying because he gets it. He gets a little bit of sugar. He gets a little bit of sugar oh, from yeah. Clarice. Oh yeah. And the meta, I don't even want to delve into what's going on oh. physiologically oh, we know. with, with Rudolph. Reindeer boners. Because he's mm-hmm. like, uh, what does she say? What does he say? She thinks he, I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. cute. And he's flying. Cute. Um, and then <laughs> his little nose. Merkin. His little nose merkin. It's a merkin. It's a straight up merkin. It's a reindeer merkin. His little his little nose merkin pops off, and everybody gets these googly eyes. Like what? What a great animation! That is my that favorite. That is my one of my favorite reactions. That's so good. So good. His little the buddy Fireball, who you never see again. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then he runs off, and Clarice is there uh, to provide. What um you know female characters are permitted to do in this movie, yeah. which is to provide comfort. Yeah, she doesn't know solace. him from a whole from like anybody, and she's like, "I think you're real. I think you're really special, Rudolph." And then it's uh, but the my song, nose. There's, always, yeah. there's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. Can you imagine? Put yourself in Rudolph's shoes. You've been shamed from birth for having <laughs> right. a light up nose. <laughs> right. Your father is basically. Like a sports dad, like a little league dad, yeah. you know, who's like, no son of mine is going to be bad at reindeer games. Um, you show up at reindeer games, you make a friend who's immediately like, let's impress those girls. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. 
Um, <laughs> your your friend is immediately saying to you, "What's peacock for these ladies?" See now, I I, I wrote peacock down a quote as much here. As possible. I wrote down a quote that you neither of you are gonna like, but I had to share it. It's uh, bros mm. before does. Ah, bros I before like. does. <laughs> had to drop that in there. It's there so was good. something also about the use of the word dough. <laughs> it was really creeping me out, man. I didn't dirty. Like it. Where he's like, yeah. oh, we have to show up show for those for does. does. Oh, look, it's a <laughs> bunch of does. does. I know. <laughs> do, does, does, do. Does, does, Hashtag does, does. Oh, man. But uh, so, you, so you're shamed. Right. Your, your secret is revealed. Mm-hmm. The thing you've been afraid of your whole life. You run off into the forest. You're, and I want to preface this in mm. saying your entire life at this point consists of anywhere from six to eight months, presumably. Mm, I don't even mm-hmm. know if it's that long, is it? I might. I mean, I, I like. So, it could be three to eight yeah, months. Yeah. Yes. Would be a would be a time frame. Yeah. So you've been shamed from birth. Mm-hmm. Within within moments of you being born, right. your father is like, "Ooh, no, don't do that." No, son of mine. Your dad's boss then walks in yep. moments after unbidden. your birth. Yep. Unbidden. He's <laughs> like, Looks. I heard something was happening. <laughs> I heard murderous screams Santa, from a woman. Santa's a creeper. From an yeah, unnamed woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> Seems like unnamed woman created this new fawn. Santa's always interested in what the does are doing. Mm. Mm. He's got to inspect them. He's got to inspect so the he, young ones. Oh, it's so, time for the doe inspection. Oh, so, so, so you're, you're down. Oh, Jesus <laughs> I'm so creeped out. So, so Rudolph is born, mm-hmm. immediately shamed by his father. Yep. Yes. Immediately shamed by his father's boss, who he has zero frame of reference from. Oh, it's, it's yeah. And then his father smears mud on his nose. Yep, right. That's what you want. To, mm-hmm. Right. To, to get rid of this. Cut forward to this undiscernible amount of time, let's say three or four months, sure. where they're back outside, mm-hmm. they're beginning to participate in these reindeer games. Mm-hmm. You have been shamed this entire time. Your dad puts a little cap on top of your nose so that you sound like this when you talk. Mm-hmm. You are introduced to your first friend, and your first friend is, yo, let's try to smash. <laughs> yo, what's up, Fire- my name's Fireball. Yeah, and I want to. I want to point out too that only boy reindeers get to play the reindeer games. That's right. right. The girl reindeer does. are off on the side. Them dem does yeah. are off on the side. They've got the way that you can distinguish them by gender is that the female reindeer have bigger eyes, yep. eyelashes, batty eyelashes, yeah. and, and in uh, the case of Clarice, and like, and like a, little red, a little mini mouse yeah. bow. <laughs> Do we have to pay a dollar to Disney every time we say Minnie Mouse? Probably. <laughs> no. Just gonna send them a vine of me burning a dollar. Yeah, yeah, because this, this podcast is losing money at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get too far ahead with uh, what happens to Rudolph after that, I don't want to get out of Christmas Town just yet. I want to back up to the beginning mm-hmm. here. So just to... back, back it up, Dave. So we've got mm. we've got pretty much everything that happens to mm. Rudolph. So now we'll talk about some of these kind of side characters. This thing actually opens up with sort of a weird newsreel footage, live action shot of like mm-hmm. this this crazy blizzard snowstorm that's impacting like pretty much all of America at this point. And that is mm-hmm. supposed to be our lead in to like, oh, there's this terrible storm that's coming. I wonder what the hell the point of this is. And this is when we're introduced to the stop motion animated snowman who is voiced, voiced by Burl Ives. So it's just this old snowman in a vest with an umbrella for whatever reason who's just <laughs> skating around in the snow. <laughs> 
<laughs> with an umbrella. Yeah, with an umbrella in the middle. Pull of this, up, pull up an ice block. Oh. <laughs> no, as he says, yeah, pull up an ice box and lend me an ear. Yeah, uh, did, what did Burl Ives have on Rankin and Base that would force them to create this narrative framing device? Solely I, for him, and presu- presumably because of the time that this came out, mm-hmm. like a bunch of dirty photos. <laughs> the internet yeah. was not around; just a bunch, no, like a, a, box. a Manila folder, yeah. <laughs> like full just of a banker's like, box full dirty. of photos, <laughs> <laughs> full of just dirty, dirty, oh, like explicit. Jagger Hoover was involved. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of a catch-all at that point. Yeah. Just so a that's a bunch of them yeah. wearing dresses. And it's so and he's so folksy and avuncular. I kind of yeah. like. Do you that, like that though. word, Dave? I did. Avuncular. It makes me think of an uncle for some reason, or a carbuncle. It's because the word different. uncle and avuncular have the same. Yeah, word. that's it. Hey. hey, hey. No, I love hey. I love the the snowman though. He's kind of Sean's like I'm a computer him. scientist. What? Sean's looking up right now. It's good. I'm, I'm googling it. Avuncular, <laughs> A V U. N-C-U-L-A-R. You know, I'll do it after the show. So while I'm we're going to dictionary.com to check that out, I'm going to talk about Skinny Santa, because a Skinny Santa is not something you expect to see in this cartoon. And correct me Ain't if I'm wrong, Papa. but Skinny Santa is skinny for like 95% of this show. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Dave, were you, were you creeped out by the relationship that Santa had with Mrs. Claus? Yeah, to the point, um, right before he's ready to get on the sleigh, when she's like cramming this gelatinous gray colored misshapen food into his mouth mm-hmm. that she was basically like she had like a feeding fetish like i she just thought the same to thing shove food into his mouth until he burst mama and papa yeah have a little feeder fetish There's something going, going on, on behind the scenes mm-hmm. i was con- the, the the moment that mrs claus does the papa mm-hmm. eat and he goes, Mama, no, I'm not hungry. And they, they pan out at that point, and you see the shot of Santa sitting at the table with this gray... Oh, yes. Just look like yes. scrapple. I just went, well, yeah, I wouldn't be hungry, too, if my food looked like shit. <laughs> like actual <laughs> yeah. shit. Absolutely. Like, like, there's no way that I would be interested in eating any food whatsoever. And that's something that I never picked up on when I was a kid, though. Like, I never looked at his food when I was a kid. I was just like, oh, he's skinny Santa. But Dave, like, stressed out. But like, how challenging would it have been to? They're animating textured (laughs) miniature (laughs) reindeer. There's a piece of stationary. Like just oh, single that's it. Pe- it doesn't like have to move. Just paint it just like a carrot, there. like <laughs> steak in an egg, and maybe a slice of bacon. Like and then you'd be like, something. "Oh man, he must be in bad shape if he's not eating that." <laughs> exactly, not like, just a Duh. lump of gray meat. <laughs> just gray paste. Papa, Mama, no. Oh, there's some weird it, it stuff just, going it, on between them. It was so. And we're I was, gonna just close this camera. It's <laughs> <laughs> just. Papa, Mama, it was the 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 moment creepy. There, there felt to me in that moment. Eat it, yeah. But like a weird mm. body shaming. Oh like, yeah, Santa was taking care of himself. Santa looks felt. Santa's looking as pretty good. Buck. He's not filling out those suspenders, but he's mm-hmm. looking good. Yeah, and you know he's really got an endurance event that he's preparing for. Basically, yeah. Isn't that? I mean, it, food equals love for a lot of people, and it seems that for Mrs. Claus, food equals love. And so when Santa rejects the food, he's, he's rejecting, rejecting her, mm-hmm. her, her, and the love that she wants to give him. 
But to be fair, Santa's kind of got a lot, a lot of on his a lot, of a lot on his plate, so to speak, at this point, because he's not only inspecting the new reindeer that are coming up. I'm getting a lot of head shakes from that that little pun thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's not only inspecting. I like, the, the I like new, this. Uh, the little video visual. chat. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Santa's a super dick. This entire show. Oh, I mean, the fact that he dick. he shames Rudolph. He basically he goes into his uh, his his elves workshop, who have been not only putting together all the toys for him. But have mm-hmm. also been putting working on a song to sing for him. So it's all the elves together. They're singing a song. They go through the whole thing. They've got their little song and dance. It actually sounds pretty good. He's just sitting there bored as hell. Mama likes it. But mm-hmm. Claus is sitting there. He's just like, eh, <laughs> needs work. I got to go. And that's it. That's all yeah. you get from him. So he's like the so worst me, boss ever. So let me ask both of you the question. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel that Santa wants this job, that he wanted nope. this responsibility of 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 working as the head of the North Pole. I'm gonna say no, straight up. Or he's tired no, of it. I, he may have back in the day, but I think by this point he's tired of it. Yeah, I think this is a really good question, Sean, because it opens up the possibility that Santa has himself some thwarted dreams and desires, then, mm. and that he has been fitting himself into a particular template. Right. Um, and that would perhaps explain that. You know the the shaming of misfits in this like very structured hierarchy and the North Pole would be symptomatic of the leader being somebody who is himself suppressing right. his own weirdness. You know that something called the return of the repressed always emerges somewhere. Uh, that's literary theory. No, I mean it's great. I mean it, it's you push you you can you can push it down. You can hide it. You can try to forget about it. But those desires. And uh, will will emerge somewhere else, right? And he this is a structural analysis. I mean, of just that, <laughs> Rudolph, no, that's great because you got to <laughs> no, have a reason it, for it because otherwise it just comes important. out of left field. Yeah, but, but it, it, com- a, it comes through mm-hmm. so clearly in in this animated like in the moment where he's sitting mm-hmm. there and they're doing the elf practice and they're mm-hmm. doing this song that mm-hmm. is about him really to celebrate him and the mm-hmm. work that he does. I just see self hatred and he. Just the, he had his, it, it, to imagine this, he's on a throne, he's mm-hmm. on a, he's sitting on a large throne yeah. mm-hmm. with Mrs. Claus next to him, yep. and he just has his hand, like, in body language wise, it was disturbing, mm-hmm. because he just has his hand, like, on the side of his head, where he has one hand on his temple, mm-hmm. at, like, as if you're, to indicate that, like, this is, this is causing a migraine. Right. This is causing and me it's pain. a beautiful, beautifully performed song. Yeah. There was no, there was no problem. I mean, it's trite, but right, but, sure. But yeah, it, to work. the point, to the point. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I love how dismissive he was, though. It's just like they put on this five-minute-long song, and he's just like, "Eh, mm-hmm. needs work. I gotta go." And he takes off. Yeah, and I, I also, I, I love the contrast though, because I get the, you know, you, you get the sense that Mrs. Claus has just decided to let the bullshit roll off her back. And just sort of pretend that nothing is wrong. I think all she's interested in is just getting him fat. Fat in time for Christmas. Mm. That's it, all I me, see her. Me, maybe, maybe that's all she sees as me, her. Yeah. Right. Where, her where she has any power over yeah, anything over is to fatten him up. And he's, when he refuses that, it's just this, like, you know, co- this conflict. It, it could be that moment where somebody recognizes, understands, and accepts. Mm-hmm exactly how they are, are plugged into the machine. 
mm-hmm. and the North Pole, for all intents and purposes, it is a machine in terms of churning mm-hmm. out toys, the, the structure, the hierarchy that they have. Oh, yeah. And she serves a single role and a single purpose. Mm-hmm. And she has, and it seems in the, in the instance that we're talking about Santa having those other hopes and dreams beyond mm-hmm. and, and sort of getting to that point where he's been worn down and, and the, the Christmas cheer that even he has is slightly eroded. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Claus contrasts him almost to say, this is still not boring for me. Mm-hmm. I, I know when I'm here, I'm here to serve this role and this task. Yeah. This is, I, my gear turns this other gear, and that's right. all I do. And, and thinking about it that way, and now thinking about the number of times that I've watched this show, <laughs> I am now super depressed <laughs> like it's really sad it's very sad well the fact well, that like you've got, you've got the you've got the the factory and you've got the logistics mm-hmm. so you've got the fact the elves producing the factory and you've got the reindeer who are the sort of like logistics yeah and the fact that santa claus is supposed to be this kind of like childhood figure that's supposed to bring joy and supposed to bring happiness and is supposed mm-hmm. to represent that like all year round and then you see him like with a migraine and like looking emaciated and just yelling at everyone and talking down to people. Like it's surprisingly bleak and depressing. He seems, yeah. he seems miserable. Yeah, he's very miserable. He seems yeah. miserable. But even to the point that it's not just himself, like he's treating everybody around him like shit too, which is not what you expect from Santa. I don't really know what's going on there. There are other characters who get treated like shit, not specifically by Santa, but by their superiors. Of course, I'm talking about Hermie the Elf. Uh, in this particular yes. case, we we mentioned him briefly. He is a very different looking elf who is also a nonconformist. And rather than build toys alongside his fellow elves who are all kind of part of this machine, like Laura mentioned, he wants to be a dentist. And he has his own little song about wanting to be a dentist and <laughs> being a misfit and all those kinds of things. And he decides that he's just he's had enough. He's actually going to run away from home. And at this point in the, in the episode, Rudolph has pretty much had enough, too. He's tired of everybody, adults, his parents, Santa, everybody mm-hmm. except Clarice looking down on him. So they both decide to kind of run away, and they end up running away together. Now, before we leave Christmastown, I do, I do want to mention a couple of things. Uh, Donner's voice and Comet's voice, any particular reason that adult reindeer sound like gangsters from the 20s? <laughs> oh, my God. I wasn't sure if you guys picked up on that. Yeah. yeah. All of, yeah, all of the uh when all of the uh boy reindeer. Male male reindeer. Male reindeer boy reindeer. <laughs> Whatever. Uh when uh spoiler alert Rudolph returns to Christmas town. They're like, "Hey, wh- what are you up? To? You came back, huh? Well, uh you better watch it back. You yeah. better watch out there neon nose." Yeah, yeah. neon nose. Everybody every oh, adult male reindeer sounds like a gangster from Jersey in the 20s. For oh, no man. apparent reason. Like poly walnuts. <laughs> I also have to wonder about <laughs> reindeer like biology. Do reindeers happen to live in caves? Does anybody know? No. The, I, I, <laughs> I, I, oof, I don't even. This is like a recurring theme to, in this I mean, show for some reason that they're just like, I get to I your could... cave. Well, you know what? I yeah, wanted... <laughs> Clarice, get <laughs> to your <laughs> cave. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that the, the only reason that they ended up using that convention yeah. that I could possibly come up with mm-hmm. is that uh you are a family watching this with children and the cave provides some type of interior structure sure. to show a, a family or a home life because otherwise that just means 
that unnamed uh, Donner, Donner wife, wife yeah. is just dropping a baby <laughs> in the middle. Of this. Also, I want to mention the fact that it's not Donner. The original it's name Donder, is Donder. Which means thunder. But they, yes, exactly. In They're German. all German names. Right. And so in this, they converted it mm-hmm. from Donder to Donner, which makes zero fucking sense. Mm-hmm. There was no reason that they had to add that in. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donder, you dumb dumb. I don't know if I've ever said Donder. <laughs> it's, Don- it's definitely Donder. I don't know if I've ever said Donder. I believe you. Um, I would like to point out very early in this particular episode, since this is a stop motion animation, you can actually watch Donner or Donder's antlers just kind of curl in on themselves and almost completely <laughs> yeah. collapse very early on because like the, the clay had just kind of like softened to the point nobody was paying attention to it. So his own antlers almost impale him in the eyes in the first like five minutes of this thing. It's a you know, pretty I great little spoof. I, yeah. I feel like the uh, drooping antlers, Dave, are emblematic of uh, what I was talking about earlier about masculinity in crisis uh, in Christmas town. So you're saying that was definitely planned 100%. I'm saying that not everything that means something <laughs> was planned. So got it. Read between the lines with Laura Barber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now let's get the hell out of Christmas town. What do you say? <laughs> let's, let's leave. Let's ditch you this. You ready to take a floating iceberg out of Christmas town? Yeah. Right. Oh, man. So it's not too long before we get, we come across two of the other kind of, supporting characters in this narrative (laughs) one is this kind of looming specter of death uh that just kind of like shows up at random times throughout the narrative i'm a big fan of this guy uh laura how do you feel about the abominable snowman he's not very frightening yeah he's really not he's very felty no he's kind of like a little muppet he's he's fluffy yeah he has a bit of a blankness in his eyes more so than the other stop motion characters (laughs) I don't think he ever blinks. Maybe that's why. I'm not sure. hmm. Yeah, he's kind of adorable. Yeah, he really is. You he's know? like a big old oh, teddy bear. Adorable snowman. Oh, except when he clubs snow. Rudolph in the head with an icicle. But other than that, he's, he's yeah, pretty good. That was... mm, that's rough. Eh, but... He gets his comeuppance. Mm, yeah, I every, forgive him. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm, forgiven. I've often, give him a bye. I've often on that clubbed one. reindeer in the head with an icicle. <laughs> uh, okay, so if we're not. Uh, too afraid of the the bumble here. What about uh, Yukon mm. Cornelius? What uh, what's this character all about? Sean, you resemble I... this character, so uh, give oh, me your thoughts. Mm. <laughs> uh, not everybody that has a red beard resembles Yukon Cornelius. Sean looks exactly like Yukon Cornelius. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally wearing a knit cap, <laughs> has a backpack on, and just threw a pickaxe in the air. Bubble jacket. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got a pistol slung in his belt. I love that. I wrote down that he was pro gun rights. <laughs> pistol. Yeah. He yeah. was what? He's pro gun rights. He never uses it, but he's pro gun rights. Mm-hmm. He's got a carry permit. I loved the prevalence the of guns in this movie, by the way. It. So, yeah. The jelly shooting water pistol creeped me out more than Yukon Cornelius. Oh the gun. water pistol with legs. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants me. I, I shoot jam. <laughs> jelly. Is it jelly? Oh, yeah, it was jelly. Yeah, it's probably jelly. It's really yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I loved the Yukon Cornelius character. He was, as soon as he came onto the screen, I mimicked the throwing of a pickaxe up in the air yeah. and then oh, grabbing it out of the ground and the, like, the weird tongue noise that they used <laughs> for the sound. Like, yeah. the, I'm assuming it had to, it, it must not have been a sound effect. It had to have been a Foley that, like, somebody had created. They were like, hey, uh, Tim, can you come close to the mic and... 
and just, just slobber uh, all over and just slobber yeah. and lick your tongue a bunch and he's like um does does that does that sound right they're like yeah tim that's perfect for folks who couldn't uh, see that uh cut print. video <laughs> holy christ was that disturbing it sounds terrible <laughs> it's but to dist- see it's it a little disturbing to watch awful he he sort of has this odd oral fixation with his pickaxe mm-hmm. he's looking for he, silver and or gold where he's making this silver odd cunnilingus noise yeah, well. against is that what cunnilingus sounds like not if you're doing it right not if you're doing it right thank you Dave. anytime um, so, <laughs> so he, he he makes this noise <laughs> and and then you know immediately he's just like nope you know, and then continues about his his way, mm-hmm. and but he, I want to say I loved I loved his character because there was seemingly zero reason for him to ever be in this show whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason if for him you, to exist. Yeah. If you want to, this whole sh- this whole show is really about people finding the main theme is about finding your place mm-hmm. is about finding your personal place with. Uh, your your friends, your family, and understanding potentially what that role is and how it compares and contrasts with maybe your personal dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. And Yukon Cornelius, and and so when somebody doesn't fall into that box of ideas, you're labeled a misfit, as we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about misfits, Yukon Cornelius is the biggest misfit in this show mm-hmm. and gives. Not a single fuck, which Zero. makes him amazing. He's gotten to that point mm-hmm. where he understands this is what I'm doing. I'm a prospector, and yeah, mm-hmm. I have a pistol and I don't use it. I also have a knife. I'm not stabbing anybody. I got these mismatched dog sled team. <laughs> oh my god, the poodles! The poodles like a, a so schnauzer. The dogs are so Dachshund. adorable. And I think so. I think you're absolutely right, Sean. And there's something that he says that I think illustrates this. When they're out, when they, so they're chased by the bumble right. to the edge of the sea. And he gets out his pickaxe and he very, I think, smartly kind of hacks around the edges and they float off on this ice flow because the bumble can't swim. Right, right. And for a moment, the bumble jumps in and I'm like, does the bumble drown? Because remember, I've never seen this right, before. Right. Yeah. So and, I'm like, and oh, also maybe this, this is where point, it ends. This is where we learn that Yukon is like a bumble anatomy expert so he apparently has yeah. been living you know alongside the bumble for quite some time so he is an expert on what the mm-hmm. bumble may or may not do and in this case laura mm-hmm. what what did the bumble what was he able to do uh, or not do as the case may be what was the bumble unable to do swim yep yep all right bumble sink bumble sink <laughs> Throw the we, also, we later learn that bumbles bounce That's right, right. <laughs> bumbles do a lot of things yeah or um, at least just those two things yeah they're, so they're off on the ice flow the fog rises comes in right. and yukon cornelius says this fog is thick as peanut butter <laughs> and um i think rudolph says i think you mean pea soup and you and yukon cornelius just says you eat what you like i eat what i like yep. and that is a world away from what we saw in christmas town That's which right. is you eat what i like right right exactly That's and great. you like it also a great mantra yeah good for her yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Was oh, it Hermie? You. Was it Hermie who said pea soup? I think it was Hermie who said pea soup. I can't imagine Rudolph the reindeer mm-hmm. had too much experience with pea soup or peanut butter. But fair I'm enough. Go fair enough. Rudolph's not that bright. He's really not. He's man. No, was... Early in the show, he really struck me mm. as he might have some issues. 
<laughs> so luckily he doesn't talk too much the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to you want to think, you know, there's probably a very small reindeer population and so the idea or the potential for inbreeding. Please tell me we're getting He's into like the Gerhard Habsburg. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just, he is like the European royalty family. <laughs> like last of the line of donors. <laughs> right. That explains the red oh, nose, yeah, though. Uh, yeah, recessive trait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just thinking of that Thirty Rock episode now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and actually, it would be great if they were like oh, red nose. That's like the hemophilia of exactly of the reindeer, <laughs> right? Because then there would be a reason to fear it, right? Like you can't be on Santa's team because if we have a rough landing, yeah. you might bleed just going to bleed death. out upon landing. Right. That's going to terrify yeah. the kids. There's never any explanation. No, just because he's different. But speaking mm-hmm. of different, now we get to a uh, different island <laughs> where everybody's different. And actually, the, pretty much the only way that you can be a citizen of this particular place is if you are different enough to be chosen by a flying monkey lion creature that decides that you are different enough to be part of the island of misfit toys. Uh, this was kind of weird. This... I remember watching this as a kid and just being like, what the fuck? This is so just out of nowhere. It made zero so sense let to me. me. Yeah. Let me ask you both this question. Mm. So they go through, and they have the we have the spotted elephant, right. we have the Jack in the Box, Charlie <laughs> in the Box, Charlie. Charlie. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> <laughs> we have we we have a what was it an airplane or a boat that sinks? Yep, you got a train with uh, square wheels on the caboose. Square wheels, chain with square wheels, and then we have this redheaded doll. Yeah, and so there seemingly is nothing wrong with the redheaded doll. Do you guys have any idea? You said it. Because we already said I'm it. trying. I'm, what? We already said it. The what? A redheaded doll. Oh, shut up. I got nothing <laughs> else, man. I don't know what you else to ask. tell you. <laughs> uh, what does she even say? There's something she says. She's like suicidal. She is. Yeah. She's really depressed, which is strange. She's really depressed. I mean, maybe she can't smile like uh, one of those pulled the string dolls where she's like, I love you. I love you. Well, again, I, I was watching this, and like the only thing that I could think is that this doll mm-hmm. was for this doll was unwanted and a misfit mm. because it represented somebody in history that is a terrible human being. Mm. And so I began the moment she came on screen, and I realized like there's nothing wrong with her. She's just a doll that seems like a little bit upset about stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know what, what's what's her deal. Uh, I began thinking of who could potentially be mm-hmm. like a, a terrible historical figure, and like I, there's really there's only really one name that came to mind, and mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say it. Ava Braun. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, she's a doll of Ava Braun. She's an Ava Braun nobody doll. wants her. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just it seemed it seems stupid, but I, I I had no idea for all of these toys that had something that was. Let me put it to you this way. Was this something where the and and this will be a, a, like a, a this will be a question along a, a feminist line? Was this something that they felt that all the toys at this point that they had put in there were for boys or boys and girls, and they needed one that was just for girls, mm-hmm. and that's why they were like, "We'll just put a doll in, and we'll just make her a normal doll, and we'll put nothing notable or discerning. We'll just make her crazy." Mm. Which I, I feel, again, along your line of just, like, the sexism, you know, in this, mm-hmm. it was something where they were just like, we'll just put a female character in here. Well, what's wrong with her? We'll 
don't just make her crazy. You know, how women are just crazy. They go into hysterics. Oh, you know how they are. I'm going to go dark um, and go with the Velveteen Rabbit theory and say ooh. that she was just stricken with scarlet fever. And rather than burn her with the other piles ooh. of toys in the kids' room, they just took her to the <laughs> island no. of Misfit Toys. Well, here's another idea yeah. I'm going to throw out there. So dolls are a vehicle for girls traditionally right. to sort of enact like the roles that you're supposed to play sure. as a woman. So um, a mother, you know, with a baby doll, um, sort of, it serves as a way to imagine what you will be like when you're older. It's like the power of Barbie. Um, and so a doll that is like depressed, that doesn't want to do anything, that doesn't even want to fulfill its role, like as a doll is just a really bad role model for what they want, what, what girls are expected to be, which is this like mm. docile, cooperative, cheerful, smiling, you know, uh, supportive figure. Like we see all the other, you know, Mrs. Donner and Clarice and Mrs. Claus, which we, I mean, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in these relationships as we've discussed, but none of them have totally like broken out of this like supporting role. Right. But this doll has, and it's rejected as a result. Hmm. That's really good, too. Damn. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm going Scarlet Fever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with gingers are fucked up. So at this point, like uh, everybody kind of makes their acquaintances, and all the misfits kind of get mm-hmm. to know each other. Everybody's super sad. But at this point, Rudolph feels like, well, if you guys are all misfits, I'm a misfit. Mm-hmm. Hermie over here is a misfit. You know, according to Sean, Yukon's a misfit, too. So we're all just going to hang out on this island together. Um, they're like, well, mm-hmm. you can do that, but you should probably go check with our leader, this flying lion guy. Uh, and they do. And he's just, like, sitting in a throne room by himself, who is apparently everybody's employing... Everybody is shivering outside. Yeah, everybody's waiting and outside. And they go into he's the... totally fine. The castle is empty. Yeah. <laughs> I love, Except for one little love... spotted elephant in, a, in, like, a bellhop hat. <laughs> with like a that, fez. Like I, loved, a fez. <laughs> I loved that elephant. I also <laughs> loved that when they're they're having the conversation mm-hmm. uh, outside and, and they, they pose the question, well, we're misfits. Maybe we can stay here. Right. And the mm-hmm. immediate response is, well, you have to talk to uh, Moonracer. Moon and he's also, holding, he's also holding court right now. Oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, so convenient for me. <laughs> like, how, wh- what? Like, right now? Great! <laughs> uh, I mean, and they go to the empty, yeah, empty no throne there. room. There's, there's nobody, nobody there. there. So you get the feeling Moonracer just sits on his throne just, for like two hours a day. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's receiving hours. Job done. He should be grateful they showed up. But right. instead, no, his response is, only toys can stay here. Yeah. Right. Pretty messed up. And then Cornelius turns to... Uh, Rudolph and says, even among misfits, you're a misfit. Yeah. That was kind of messed up too, man. Which is like, like, you guys are supposed to be buds. That's like another tier of depressing. If this movie were French, Rudolph would just go kill himself at this point. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Rudolph would have tried to kill himself, but then would have failed. So then Yukon Mm -hmm. would have looked at him and said like, even in trying to kill yourself, you're a failure. It's like that level of just like, man, oh, even at failing God. at life, you fail to kill yourself. Oh, you fail at so life dark. and you fail at death. So you are the lowest of the low, my friend. But Moonracer yeah. does say like, well, even though you guys aren't toys, if you promise to talk to Santa and get him to come pick up these, these misfit toys and deliver them to good mm-hmm. girls and boys, like you guys can at least stay the night. 
So that's what they decide to do. And then the night turns into, at this point, it's, it, they kind of like jump ahead in time because they're all kind of like shacked up together in this cabin. And Yukon mm-hmm. and, and Hermie, yeah. they want to go out. Under some yeah. pink satin blankets. After dark. Mm. After dark. So Yukon and, and Hermie want to go out and they just kind of want to keep exploring and find another place that they can all live. But Rudolph knows that if they just travel <laughs> together that Bumble's going to follow his nose. <laughs> and, and because Rudolph's nose is kind of like this mm-hmm. beacon in the, the winter wonderland out there, Bumble's always going to find them. So he's going to put his friends mm-hmm. in danger. So Rudolph decides to go off on his own. So at this point, he just abandons them. We don't see what happens to him for the next, like, eight months, whatever it is. He just goes off on his own. He has kind of this, like, Lion King transformation where he's, you know, a little fawn one mm-hmm. day, and then he's, like, a grown-ass reindeer the next day. Which Let me just strike a note of appreciation yeah. for the reveal. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, Rudolph's all grown up now. All grown up. So it's like you see him wandering through the, through the snow. You know, it's... Uh, he strikes off on his own. He exists as best he could. It's so, uh, so like, yeah, Huck it's, Finn. Yeah, like, it's not like he was thriving know? out there. It's like either. Henry David Thoreau. Yeah. Like, I went out into the woods um, and became a man. But then spring comes, and the shot that we yes, get. This is what I wanted. To there's, talk about. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a bubbling brook because the water is melted, mm-hmm. and you just see the pert. Derriere of a young, the haunch of a pert (laughs) young Mm. reindeer, Mm. and it is drawn with a sort of curvaceous Mm. verve. And then Rudolph stops drinking from the stream and lifts his head. Oh, and he has a nice rack on him Mm. of antlers because Rudolph has gone through puberty. And it's still got that nose, though. We, he's still got that nose. Got that nose. We paused it at that point and just laughed for a good minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is an unbelievable that Dave. I think you nailed it with the the Lion King corn, yeah you know, transformation. Just to give you a visual, but, if you haven't seen this, that's one hundred percent what this is. Yeah. But Laura, you could not have described that scene better. <laughs> <laughs> just you get it. Just to, it, if if you're not familiar, mm-hmm. bubbling brook. Reindeer butt. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pause in time. Manhood revealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not a lady reindeer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no bows on that head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is the moment where he goes back into Christmas time. Yeah, and keep in mind real quick too that he the whole time that he's been out in the wilderness by himself, he has been pursued by the bumble. So he has been like right. trying to stay one step ahead of him and stay away from him. So the bumble mm-hmm. is still out there antagonizing every step of the way. And, and Dave, do you remember the, the moment where they, they do say, Rudolph did make some friends while he was out there, but they didn't stay long. And do, you, <laughs> do you remember the scene that they painted? No, I remember that Yukon and Hermie go after, they go out to find Rudolph, but that's not for a little bit. Sure. Uh, but no, I don't they remember have the a scene. Mom- so they have this moment, Dave, where Rudolph is playing with these two young polar bears. And these oh, two yeah, yeah. young cubs... And they, they look joyful. Yeah. And Rudolph has to have been thinking to himself, dear God, another person that I can have a conversation with who's not trying to eat right. me. Yep. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm so lonely and isolated in this, in this barren wasteland of mm-hmm. snow. And then it f- cuts over to a mother polar bear. And she is gesturing in the way that is 
non-verbally saying, get the hell away from my offspring. (laughs) You (laughs) leave those children alone! (laughs) (laughs) We've heard about your kind. (laughs) You bring nothing but pain and and weird misfitness and the Mm. bumble. Get back to your cave. You got that misfit reek all over you. Just bring that cave back. Go back to that cave. Go back to the cave. Okay, so let's let's bring home this uh, Lion King metaphor for a second. When Simba returned, right, everybody kind of welcomed him. They were just like, oh, Simba's returned. He's going to save us from Scar and these fucking hyenas. (laughs) So, you know, same thing for Rudolph, right? Like, everybody had made fun of him when he was a kid, but as soon as they saw him again, they just kind of welcomed him with open hooves. No? Nope. They didn't. Not no. even close. Yeah. No, no. No, they straight pick up right where they left off with all kinds of like terrible mm-hmm. names for them. This, this is where we said that the New Jersey yeah. mafia yeah. characters. It's like the he walked into the, the Jersey jets. Shore, basically. Yeah. 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 They're like, get out of here, Neon Nose. What are you doing here? Oh, look oh, who we, it we is. We thought you left. Yeah. We thought oh, we got rid of you. Yous. Yeah. And uh, he, he goes back to his cave. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His home cave. <laughs> it's empty. Because. Yeah. Totally. Santa rolls in. Santa rolls in. Rudolph asks. Santa the, rolls in wearing like question. like a weird like fall time attire. He was in like hunting jacket, Elmer mm-hmm. Fudd, weird looking. Santa has casual days. He does like have the casual casual day. Santa. He's in Chris Kringle chill mode. Yeah, casual Santa wear. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. So he asks the question, "Where are my parents?" Mm-hmm. And Santa responds, "Devastating news. They've been out looking for you for, for like for twelve months." months. Yeah. And Clarice, your one-time supporting character who were impressed, even got a name to begin right. with, mm-hmm. who kissed you once, is also out looking, presumably going through the <laughs> same body changes that you went through, yeah. but with somebody else's parents? All while with Rudolph's parents, yeah. <laughs> right. So fucking weird. So awkward. So this, this is the moment where Rudolph, I want to say this is the defining moment that sort of showed to me that Rudolph had, in fact, matured and become a man. And this is, I know that we talked about uh, the idea, and, and again, to the, the quote, Laura, that you had about, mm-hmm. from Yukon Cornelius saying, like, you know, you eat what you eat, and you, whatever you like, and, and I'll eat, and I'll like whatever I want, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This is a moment where, for me, it was Rudolph saying, it doesn't matter, because he has been pursued. Mm-hmm non-stop by the by the abominable snowman mm-hmm. by this bumble mm-hmm. and what does he do when he gets this devastating news he immediately sets out for the bumble's cave it's a good thing he does a good thing he does yeah, right because his timing there. his timing could not have been better <laughs> impeccable he's got like a 12 month moment. window you know that anything uh-huh. could have happened but it's a real good thing that he shows up How- how fucked up would it have been uh, if he had showed up and there were just, just bones corpses. of his parents and Clark in like and just like and, a bow, just a bow oh, on top no. of a skull? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's so funny. That's really fucked up. <laughs> so keep in mind, so while he's going to the Bumble Cave to rescue his parents and his his love of his life, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a really mm-hmm. bad snowstorm hitting back home too. Right. So we're in the you know Santa's gearing up to go out and deliver his toys. He's still skinny, uh, but there's a really bad snowstorm that's hitting back home too. So mm-hmm. Rudolph is now going to take on the Bumble. Uh, so you think, okay, this is the hero's moment. He's going to take on the Bumble. He's going to win. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, if you remember earlier in the episode when I mentioned the abominable snowman clubbing a reindeer over the head with an icicle, that's pretty much what happens at this point. So Rudolph gets knocked mm-hmm. the fuck out. And uh, mm-hmm. he's kind of left at the mercy of the Bumble. 
But thankfully, like Sean mentioned, our friends Yukon and Hermie have been on his trail. And in another serendipitous moment, they just happened to show up at the exact same time as Rudolph gets mm-hmm. knocked out. Uh, do you like Yukon's plan here, guys? Do you, do you think it's a sound plan? Kind of walk <laughs> us through the... This was like a Timon and Puma kind of plan. To continue the Lion King reference. Uh, it was, man. They did, the, they did the pig thing. I think it took advantage of the strengths, the respective strengths of Hermie and Yukon Cornelius, who I like to imagine have fallen in love yeah. in the interim. I mean, they've been oh. out in the wintry wilderness for mm-hmm. many a month. Mm-hmm. Many I a dark, cold, lonely oh, night. Oh, yeah. Like a bear mm. and his twink just crossing the tundra. <laughs> they might as well have just called these two characters bear and twink, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, would have explained so a... much more. Yukon, Yukon bear and twink Nelius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bear Nelius. Bear Nelius. <laughs> Um, we can cut that out, right? No, that's no. <laughs> absolutely not. No. <laughs> that's going into Rudolph after dark. It's just fanfic um, that you know totally I happened. Think, Dave, to answer your question, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the plan, like you said, it took advantage of their strengths. It made use of their strengths. Mm-hmm. Didn't take advantage. So, of them. what strengths but specifically? I, I, they have very I specific. Don't think strengths. it was a great plan. <laughs> the pickaxe. Pickaxe. So, and, just for for those yeah. who like me have never seen this before. <laughs> oh God. What happens is that Yukon Cornelius climbs up to the sort of top of the entrance to the cave, right. and this is the Bumbles Cave, and he starts to, and uh, and Hermie kind of lures the Bumble. Right. To, uh, what is he? What he is oinks, he goes? He, so he like says, a "I'm a hot piece of ass." <laughs> I'm good. No, that's what he did for Yukon. <laughs> Yeah. And that's how that whole thing worked. But for the Bumble, he oinks like a pig at the cave mouth, yeah. which makes just that's as much right. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, did I miss a bit of the background here? No, this was again Point with Yukon sharing his expertise on bumble physiology, where he's just it. like, I have never known a bumble to turn down a tasty piece of pork in exchange for did, reindeer meat. Does he say that? He says something to that effect. I have never yeah. known a bumble oh. to turn down pork for reindeer. All right. Yeah. It's like a long so there's lines. some oinking, which now makes sense, sort, sort of. Sort of, mm-hmm. kind of, not really at all. But <laughs> The bumble kind of... Bumbles out. Bumbles out to the mouth of the cave. Yukon Cornelius pickaxes a little boulder off the edge, and it hits the bumble, and he falls down. Right. So if you're he gets back if up, you're thinking at this yeah, point, he doesn't stop. No, there. if you're thinking at this point knocked, that Hermes' he gets skills down, are he gets up are oinking like a pig, uh, you'd be incorrect. Hermie does put his Never dentistry heard. skills to the test here. Oh my god, that is so fucked up. That is a weird reveal. Yeah, where he's like, I just happen to have my, my, my tooth I just inserts. had these giant forceps in my back pocket the whole time. <laughs> and by, by cuspids and molars and incisors. And I just... pulled them all out. Yeah. So, and so then you've got yeah. a lobotomized toothless bumble. Yeah. Right. You look a concussioned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> super concussed. Yeah. A concussed toothless bumble. Like, mm. <laughs> Who does that? He makes that great face. <laughs> I'm just... Of just like the weird shaped mouth uh-huh. where he like he's trying to smile as wide as possible. Hey, let, look, like... let, let, let's give Dave our best bumble. Okay, here we go. You're just gonna have to imagine back home. Sean's using way too much tea, so this one's going to Laura. Hey. I've said that to Sean and Laura before, just in different situations. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. After dark. After dark. Nice. Bumbles after dark. 
So yeah, the Bumble who was not <laughs> super threatening to begin with is now just been completely neutralized. Like he's totally mm-hmm. fine. Yukon is basically yeah. like treating him as a pet. He's he's just kind of like at this point, Yukon backs the Bumble out of the cave and he's basically just mm-hmm. like tickling him, which is really disturbing. But he's yeah. just tickling the Bumble backwards, and they both fall off the side of a cliff. So you don't yeah. really see this coming as a kid. You think like everything's all wrapped up. The bad guy's been neutralized. The hero's won the day. Everybody's gonna go home. It's gonna be awesome. No, you just watch Yukon and the neutralized Bumble just fall off a cliff. So right. you just give them up for dead because, guys, what's the important thing? Laura, mm-hmm. what's the important thing in this scenario? Getting the women back to Christmas That's town. right. Let's get these women back to Christmas town. They're like, well, we just lost a good man and a Bumble. Let's get these women back to Christmas town. <laughs> they were very sad about the loss of their friend, uh, but they knew the best thing was to get the women back to Christmas town. That is oh, a straight God. up line from 1964's Rankin Bat. If they had said. We needed to get the vulnerable, insecure, and sometimes manic women back to Christmas Town. I would have just thrown my television out the fucking window. I mean, window. they might as well before have said, like, we need hysterics. to get these female characters back before they have a fit of hysteria. That's more or less mm-hmm. what they were going for. Mm-hmm. These women, not even, not even Clarice and Donner's wife, <laughs> just these women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sad. Even at the end of this movie, they're just like, we can still... Somebody was like, hey, Dale. Uh, so far, the script is fantastic. Mm. Any idea that we can get, or maybe shoehorn any more sexism in after we almost kill a main character off? Hmm. Yeah, I think we could do that. Thanks. I think we could do yeah, that. Just one more awesome line should be good, I think. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Clink. <laughs> Business lunch. Success. So now you would think that Rudolph, since he's rescued, you know, not, not only his dad, but his mom, Doink. and the love of his life, right? You'd think he would be welcomed as a hero when he comes back home. No, he pretty much goes, you'd be wrong again. He pretty much goes right up to Santa's face, and Santa is all stressed out because the snowstorm has blown in. Donner Mm -hmm. is is finally returned, but he's just still concerned that he's not going to be able to put his reindeer team together, and he's not going to be able to fly through this snowstorm. At this point, Rudolph's nose is just straight up in his face and just blinding him with the light. Mm -hmm. And Santa's like, like, turn that fucking thing off, Rudolph. And... (laughs) Which surprised me for the show. Uh, And then at one point... I went by, he's like, oh, finally, <laughs> after 45 minutes, it's dawned on me that perhaps I can use your superb flying skills and this incredible light you have on the front of your face to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So let me paraphrase that, yeah. Dave. The thing that you've been shamed about right. for all presumably... Since birth. Since birth now has an advantage, and so now we will accept you into the fold. And because mm-hmm. you can do something for us and save our asses, now you are one right. of us because you have proven mm-hmm. yourself useful, even in the your thing, nonconformity. And, and Dave, the thing that fucks with yeah. me the most about all of this is that in the presumably hundreds <laughs> of years that we've had fucking Christmas, <laughs> A, there's never been... Over 2,000 years. I was going to say, probably like 2,000 years. Yeah. In the the 25, maybe, I'll give it, I'll round it up. In the 3,000 years that we've had Christmas or some pagan holiday related to Christmas. Just in case you're listening to this in the year 3,015. Yeah. Yeah. We've never, we've never put a contingency plan in place in the advent of having fog or a bad snowstorm? <laughs> yeah. That's poor... No, that's climate change. To, no, no, that's just Dave, evidence Dave, for climate change. <laughs> Dave, I'm sorry. It's all good. If your one job is to do this thing... Once a year. Once a fucking year, 
And you are now at the point where you're just like, we have to cancel Christmas, mama. There's no way we can deliver presents. And, and, like, and you are hysterically upset and, and furious about mm. this. Like you are just flipping through stages of grief at this point. And somebody is, is, finally shows up that you have shit on since their birth. Mm-hmm. I, I would have loved the ending to have just been Rudolph just grows a middle finger <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just gives him just straight like, out of his mouth. Like, Sean, you are gonna love. Go back to the cave together. Oh like, yeah. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. Dave, what were you? Well, gonna first say? of all, if I know anything about reindeer physiology, Donner already got to Clarice. But moving on, I'm gonna say yeah. that Sean, you are gonna love our user review of this show tonight. So just keep that in mind. I'm going right. to go back to a comment you mentioned real quick. You said the most disturbing thing to you was that, which you just went through. The most disturbing <laughs> thing to me was Donner's response. Now, I remember Donner slash Donder is Rudolph's dad who's been shaming him mm-hmm. since literally he fell out of his wife's, his unnamed wife's womb. He says, I knew that nose would be useful. I knew it all along. And I was like, fuck you, Donner. I literally oh. said it at the screen because that, I don't remember that watching it as a kid. as really upsetting for me because there was no... At no point did any of these characters who had been shaming him his entire life or ostracizing him or making him feel like a misfit, at no point did any of them admit any wrongdoing, admit mm-hmm. take any blame. They were just like, oh, now we can use you for things that we need to do, so now you're okay. Right. I don't apologize yeah. for the previous 18 months of your shitty, shitty life. Mm-hmm. Dave, do you think that like after Rudolph's attempted rescue yeah. and then the rescue by Hermes and Yukon Cornelius, that the walk back to Christmas Town? where Donder and Rudolph are, are bonding again, mm. and he's just standing there just going, so, still got the nose, right? He's like, yeah, Dad. <sighs> so what do I do here? <laughs> well, I can't kill him. Well, I'm going to go talk with my new wife, Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, me and Clarice. <laughs> Donder out. Boom! <laughs> That's 100% what's going to happen in Rudolph After Dark, by the way. We're going to tell the real story. We're going to blow the lid <laughs> off this conspiracy. Dark. After, After dark. dark. But we're not done yet, kids. We still mm. got... Uh, we get Holly Jolly Christmas. We got Holly Jolly Christmas. Yes. We've That's also got, when that came in. We've got this... Well, do you want to talk about Holly Jolly Christmas? Because mm-hmm. is it before or after this that we get our surprise reveal of two characters you may have thought dead, but are actually totally fine? Mm. <laughs> no, no they come back first oh, they come back before that okay because holly jolly wraps everything mm-hmm. up yeah yeah okay. yeah so at this point now uh, i think santa is still a little skinny but the fact that everybody everything else is coming together now mama really starts cramming that shitty food in his mouth so he's really starting to fatten up <laughs> he literally fattens up within like a day uh mm-hmm. but everybody else is working on stuff the elves are making the toys rudolph's back he's leading the team everything's good Except they have a tree that doesn't quite have a tree topper on it, so it's not quite done. Mm. And the elves again, shitty planning. Shitty planning. The elves did not but have time to put a ladder together. Every cog has a place in this machine. Yeah, they've never had every a... cog has a place in this. That's machine. right. Right. So who bursts through the door but Yukon Cornelius? And everybody's mm-hmm. just kind of like, "How the fuck? Like, how are you still alive? You and all your dogs?" Well, he says something to the effect of like, "Here's oh, what does he say? Here's man, and here's the beast." Mm-hmm. And he, he yeah. just has the bumble and like like on a leash, just like dragging him through the door. So some kinky shit. Yeah, some kinky stuff. <laughs> so I think what happened was where Yukon and Hermie were previously in a relationship, I think Hermie got bumped and now it's Yukon and the Bumble. But don't I think they're polyamorous. You think it's all three just doing Oh yeah. Okay, just swapping, oh, yeah. swapping out. 
there's not a lot of options on the North no, Pole. I think you just Christmas sort of town. get what you keep get. keep it pretty locked yeah. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bumble comes in, and it turns out that, guess what, guys? Bumble's bounce. So that's one of their other skills that keeps them from, you know, dying when they fall off a cliff 400 <laughs> feet high. Uh, one of the other unremarked skills is that they can also put a tree topper on top of your 40-foot Christmas tree. So that comes mm-hmm. in handy. And he again makes the same toothless grin smile. <laughs> he just wants to help. He's still concussed at this point. He has not passed concussion tests. He is not fit for service. Sean, buddy, do you remember what Yukon... Uh, He's been looking for silver and gold this entire time, but do you remember what he actually strikes Rit at this point? He throws his pickaxe. No. Oh, really? He throws his pickaxe in the air one peppermint. more time. He strikes peppermint mine. Peppermint. And then he oh. changes his tune and he says, I've been looking for peppermint all along. Apparently all along. I love the fact when? that like Hermes. When? When? Hermes sitting next to him and he just like collapses into the snow and does this weird like snow angel. And to me, that's because, like, so Hermes's been cleared to have a dental office, and he's, he's making appointments mm-hmm. now with all the elves because all they eat is candy. So the fact that Yukon now has a peppermint mine, he's going to be bringing in the big bucks. Hermes mm-hmm. is going to have a steady list of clientele because all these idiots are going to be eating nothing but peppermint and candy. So they're going to have rotten although, teeth. Although yeah. we saw foreshadowing of his dental practice earlier in the film oh. when uh, his boss pops into the workshop. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm practicing dentistry on the dolls. And there's like doll blood yeah. on he's the workshop He's just smashing bench. these dolls in the face with a hammer. <laughs> he's, he's got a little hammer. He's like. Dang, dang, so, dang, dang. Okay, so, so Hermie, we haven't talked too much about good places. <laughs> his education in dentistry is an old faded book that just reads dentistry. So who dentistry. the hell knows what's in that thing? Is this not how dentists get this trained is these how days? how dentists are made. <laughs> And the only time we've seen him use these skills is hammering dolls in the face and ripping the teeth out of a giant monster. So, good luck, Christmas Town. I want I, I need to. I need to share yeah, something. Mm, that I. I originally. I. I had the desire when I got into college to be a dentist. Oh That's the reason that I went to school are you kidding no was because of Hermie? to become actually an orthodontist oh. and now well dave you bring up the best point i wonder how much of that was conditioning through watching this movie <laughs> oh my god and a subconscious suggestion that you might want to be a dentist when you grow yeah. up and i'm clearly not a dentist now so is that clear i <laughs> to our listeners well let me show you this book i have dentistry <laughs> it's just <laughs> but you really do literally have books over on the shelf behind you that i mean might as well just read computers for all i know about <laughs> c c hashtag well, you, i'm sure that i've been to your house and you have bookshelves that just say like english lit <laughs> <laughs> snobby shit <laughs> now, to be, european crap to be fair <laughs> to be fair on Poems. sean's point i originally went to school to be a peppermint prospector but that also did not work out <laughs> Sorry to say this. You did spend you did spend a summer inship in the peppermint mines. I did. Mines, so I was, was slaving away in the peppermint mines of yeah. I almost said Uganda went, for some reason. I don't know why Uganda <laughs> came. Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our um, Uganda. I went me. to culinary. I wanted to go to culinary school, so I really identify with Mrs. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> even though you've never, <laughs> even though you've never <laughs> seen Papa. Yeah. All right, so let's bring but it home. Let's ever, wrap oh it my up. god! So, if we ever open, we should open a restaurant called Eat Papa. Eat Papa. Eat, comma, papa. Eat, papa. Eat, papa. <laughs> if you don't have that comma, Dave, it's, a, it's a very different restaurant. So, 
Just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's important. A you should know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's bring it home. Right, so Dave, Santa's Santa's on his sleigh. He's uh, out mm-hmm. delivering toys to all the good girls and boys out there. But you may have mm-hmm. remembered that we have a plot line that has not been concluded yet. So we've still got these Island of Misfit toys out there, which apparently has turned into the Island of Hobo toys because they're all just sitting around like a makeshift campfire, just like cooking a can of beans on a stick. <laughs> So, what do you think? I mean, is Santa, has he, like, changed his stripes? Is he going to go pick these guys up? Uh, do you think Rudolph, you know, made good on his deal? What, what the hell happens here? You guys remember? Ru- Rudolph makes good on oh, his deal. Oh, he's a good guy, Rudolph. Mm-hmm. He shows up. They land. Uh, as they are about to land, yeah. uh, the beacon of Rudolph illuminating the night sky through all the mm-hmm. fog. The toys immediately recognize and say, hey, it's Rudolph. Yeah. We, they land, and then there is probably one of the more disturbing stop-motion animation sequences that occurs. Okay, real quick, before we which, get into that, I just want to say real quick, uh, we had some audio issues with our, um, the video of Rudolph that we were watching, so it would kind of cut in and out. And when Charlie, <laughs> uh, the Charlie in the box, said like he noticed that Rudolph was here, it sounded like he said, holy fuck, it's Rudolph and Santa. <laughs> and we had no end of entertainment uh, replaying that over and over again. That's actually what they oh, say. Oh, okay, so dude. it wasn't an audio issue. Okay. No, it's kind of perfect. Perfect, oh, okay. yeah. Well, that's great. Okay, Sean, what was your what most I've... disturbing moment there? So they, they have this moment where they land, mm-hmm. and then the, the sack of toys opens up, and everybody just immediately, without any questions or words, there's nothing that needs to be nope. said. Again, we're at the point mm-hmm. where they are just wrapping this up. The, the, the misfit doll has just said, I don't have any dreams left to dream. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. That's, that's the island they're landing on. Was that suicide doll? Suicide that's suicide doll. doll. Ginger. Suicide Susie. The suicide <laughs> doll. It was suicide Susie. I just looked her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia is amazing. Do it. Did you just go to suicidegirls.com? Different site altogether. No, different site altogether, Dave. But equally fantastic. We will also have that link up on the show notes. (laughs) Just be careful what gets picked up on your mic. Got it. (laughs) 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 So we have this moment where all of these toys in what seems like a split second Mm -hmm. jump. Like, just with a with a fervor that we have not seen on this show, just pile in and disappear into the sack. There's nothing better for them. That's the end of done. Them. That's actually mm-hmm. Santa's done. incineration bag. They all just got turned to ash. <laughs> <laughs> the next time we see these toys, they are being thrown <laughs> out of mess. a sleigh. <laughs> In mid air, yep. what are they given as a? As a if you some want to throw them, something, some of them get an umbrella to yes, hold that's on what to. I that's Others <laughs> of them get pitched into the void, just tossed, <laughs> and they're just like, "Yep, this is my fate." They wanted to be toys. Can't wait. <laughs> they could have just stayed on that hobo island, but now they wanted to, to mm-hmm. go find a home with girls and boys. Oh, and then, pretty man. much, the snowman brings us home with a song. That's about it. You want to talk Holly yeah. Jolly Christmas mm-hmm. at all, real quick, before we wrap it up? I just want to say I love Holly Jolly okay, Christmas. Okay, that's great. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's bouncy. It is. You get energetic. Mm-hmm. 
What a what a great way to end this depressing misogynistic special. Yeah. Man, this got really dark. Well, let's talk about that then. What, Laura, since mm. this was the first time you watched it, what were your kind of closing thoughts? And would you recommend this to uh, kids of all ages out there? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> um, As a representative for all kids out there. And all women. Yeah, uh, yes, let please. me speak for all children and all women. Please do. Please. Um, you and then know, we'll get I you guess... home to Christmas Town. It's going to be all right. I think it's, it's instructive to realize that kids don't pick up on a lot of this right. stuff as you both mentioned, having watched this as children. Um, I just don't think it's very good. Um, yeah, I would probably not... I mean, if I was drinking a lot of spiked eggnog at like my parents' house with nothing to do, I might watch this if it came on the television. But I wouldn't make a point of it. I have no emotional sort of connection to right. it. Okay. Um, and I just don't think it's very good. So. Fair enough. Uh, Sean, what about you? Since you, you've kind of got a different approach to this, just yeah. you know, having I mean, that I, nostalgia. I have, yeah. I have the emotional attachment. I think the thing that was challenging is that it's been probably five or ten years since I've really sat down right. and watched right. this. And this has, been the, this has been obviously the first time that I've watched it critically. Right, exactly. And not just and had it kind of in the background. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And sort of understanding some of the things that we talked about today it is. It is misogynistic. It is wildly depressing. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of, I mean, and, and the songs and, and the, the values that these people have and the way that they treat each other is deplorable. Yeah, and there's no lessons learned either, which was right. surprising to me. Yeah. And at the same time, if you're a young child, if you, if you have a young child, mm -hmm. I can see the merit right. in sharing this with them. I think if I if I ever have children, I would want to share watching this with them. But then I would also sit down with them and say, "These are all the things that are wrong." Right, exactly. And yeah. really, please don't model your life and want to become a dentist or and, a and, peppermint mind prospector. And at least sit down and mm -hmm. have that conversation to say, "I know that you're a, you know four years old, but here are some things, and here's how you need to treat people mm -hmm. and." Women are not just comfort things to help you out through this, and you need to treat people with respect, even if they are a little bit mm -hmm. different. And so I, I, I would recommend this, because I, I think, for me, it's an iconic Christmas movie to watch. Right. Uh, up there on, like, on par with A Christmas Story right. and, and Grinch. I'm trying, and, Grinch. Yeah. and so I, I think it's something that's notable, that's worth mm -hmm. watching, uh, for me, personally. But, you know, I, I think some of the, the, the lessons that we, we've talked about and, and sort of how we viewed it critically today really kind of shapes uh, my impression of the movie going forward and how yeah. I would broker that discussion with somebody that I was watching it with. No, that's fantastic. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm actually glad that we went and covered this today. And I'm really glad that Laura happened to be here, not only for her perspective, but also because she happened to be a first time watcher of this, too. So that was really cool to, to have that perspective. Um, so I'm with Sean on this one. Uh, we've got another review from, um, <laughs> from a viewer out there, which I'm going to read to you now. It is titled Christmas Tacular. And it is. And who is the is author? This, is this from? This is from IMDb. Yeah, we pulled this off IMDb. And the author is so... By Jesus. B U Y Jesus. What? Uh, from Kathy's room in Amherst. This is from uh, back in 2002. So this is an 8 out of 10. Um, 
rating. Here we go. <laughs> Perhaps the best of the early Ranker Bass productions, Rudolph and the Tale of the Island of Misfit Toys is classic, nearly flawless, with great original songs. There is little better to get into the holiday spirit. The animation is a little bizarre and perhaps even a little frightening for young kids, which may explain why they don't show it as much. Or maybe it's because it lacks flash and pizzazz and all that showy junk that passes for entertainment on TV nowadays. Give me this stuff any day. The only problem I have is the fact that they make Santa and all the other reindeer out to be such bastards. If I were Rudolph, I wouldn't let Santa use me as his tool. I'd tell him to cram it. Of course, <laughs> that's just my opinion. I love these reviews so much. Cram it, Santa. We're gonna, uh, yeah, to... by Jesus, we're going to use that in our uh, After Dark remake. Mm -hmm. He's just going to tell Santa after to cram dark. it. After Dark. Cram it after I'm going to tell you to cram it mm. After Dark. Fantastic. Oh, well, God. Laura, once again, thank you for joining mm. us uh, for yes, another episode Saturday Morning Cartoons. Would you... It's totes my pledge. Yeah, that's so good. Would you like to let the listeners <laughs> know uh, where they can find you on social media and what you'll be up to in the next couple of weeks? Um, I'm on Twitter, at Lura Lura. Um, we cannot be Facebook friends, so... Take that, everybody. Try. Yeah, take that, <laughs> listener. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time this airs, um, all of my improv shows in December will be done. Oh, um, but uh, you can find Sean and possibly me at the San Diego Improv Festival uh, right around Valentine's Day in February. Wonderful. Yeah, February 13th. 13th. We'll be performing in the evening block for mm -hmm. the San Diego Improv Festival. That's excellent. Sean, what yeah. else do you have going on? Uh, I mean, like Laura said, we're just wrapping up the year, so uh, we don't have mm -hmm. any shows um, for January yet, but we, will, uh, we have the San Diego Improv Festival, and then mm -hmm. beginning in March, we have uh, WITS, Washington Improv Theater's annual Fighting Improv Smackdown tournament right. called FIST right. that kicks off. So I know this is a little bit uh, in advance. So you can find out more information about all of these shows and all of our performances that we have at witdc.org. And Sean, you're and you can follow, uh, yeah, you got it. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram for weird stuff at Sean Paul Ellis. <laughs> weird stuff, Sean Paul Ellis. Uh, as for Just me, weird you can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. You can also find me over at collider.com covering uh, movie and TV news and also recapping such shows as Arrow, The Flash, and The Walking Dead. All those are all on mid-season hiatus right now, but they will be back in the new year, and so will I. And so will Saturday Morning Cartoons. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can do so at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can find us on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Tumblr page, SaturdayMorningCartoons.tumblr.com. We've got a Facebook page. We have a YouTube account. You can also listen to us each and every week through iTunes and Stitcher. And you can also send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. Next week on Saturday Morning Cartoons, we will be continuing our holiday-themed episodes with another Rankin-Bass classic. This is one that's new to me. I don't think I've ever actually watched this. It's, I don't remember watching this yeah, one Yeah, so it's Rankin-Bass, uh, Jack Frost. So it'll be the Jack Frost special. Uh, I don't know what to expect. If it's the same level as Rudolph the Red-Nears Reindeer, then you're in for a treat? Question mark? I don't know. I don't know how this one's going to be. <laughs> Who's your guest? Uh, we believe we have our buddy uh, who it's been a while since he's been on the yeah. show, but mm. our friend Joe Gallo. Back to Excellent. back to Tiger Shark. Our friend fan. Joe Gallo. Yeah, and Exosquad. Exosquad, correct, mm. correct. Um, bringing him yeah. back. So we hope to see you guys next time, and thank you for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons.